identify themselves every hour. So, here we go. You are listening to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina. 104.7 is Wine Time with Mark and Joe on WHUPLP, Hillsborough. Is it Monday? Is it 5 p.m.? Are you within a six-mile radius of the Hillsborough Water Tanks Transmission Tower? Then listen to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsborough. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions, and together we are... On the first half of this week's show, the news. Then, are you like me and are always worried that your bottle of wine might drown while you're out at sea? Sounds like you need to purchase a wine life preserver. That, your phone calls, and more on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. But first, the news. Welcome to North Carolina's <coughs> only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories real. from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Wine Fellers News, you say that champagne has been proven to ward off Alzheimer's disease? Then I should have the best short-term memory in the state. Match.com has ranked the 10 booziest cities and Hillsborough wasn't on the list. Come on, folks. Time to step up. Most Americans don't know how to make a proper toast? I'll drink to that, Mark. This and more on the Wine Fellers News. Hey, Joe, how are you doing today? I am doing great. And you? I'm doing spectacular. 
spectacular. It's great to see you again. Yes, it's really good. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, I feel like it's been a long time since we've seen each other, but it really hasn't <laughs> because we've both been up to the same thing. The same thing, working. Working. We, uh, uh, for those of you uh, who out there don't know, uh, both uh, Joe and I work at different capacities at, at an a local auction house, which, yeah. ha which happens to actually uh, ha hold the largest wine auction in the southeast, mid-Atlantic United States. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, you are the wine director. Well, I couldn't do it without you, Joe. <laughs> Founder of True Bottle. Founder of True Bottle. All of your uh, auction prices and, and all that fun stuff. I mean, getting in, working in the wine industry is uh, is wonderful. It is. Uh, it is actually a lot of fun. And uh, last weekend we had one of our large wine auctions uh, that that we do, and it's a, it's a, it's a tons of fun for people who have never attended a wine auction. Uh, or any auction for that matter, it's like a real auction. You show up and you, they give you uh, paddles and you <laughs> bid and the auctioneer talks really quickly and, uh, and you got to pay attention and uh, you have to have a price where you want to go to and it's, it's, uh, it's uh, thrilling. But, and, it's, and it's good wine that you're, you're selling here. That's right. I mean, this is not just bargain basement sort of quality. This is high quality uh, wine. Yes, and I, I know sometimes I, I, I like to pick on the little penguin wine, but we're not selling that. We're selling uh, <laughs> better bottles, some, uh, uh, often a French and some nice California bottles and other regions of the world. And um, we have, uh, it's interesting because you, if you sit in the audience and bid on wine, in addition to competing against people in the audience, you're also competing against people who are on the phones because mm -hmm. we have staff taking phone bids, and you're also competing against uh, in the internet. Uh, yep. People are bidding all, all over the world on the internet. Live audio, live video feed from the sale room floor. It's crazy. It's like for one moment in time, the whole world is centered around the wine auction. And, uh, of course, what is actually some people think that's most fun about the wine auction is <laughs> that uh, we serve food and wine free wine free wine <laughs> and it's usually pretty good stuff too so it's probably the world's perfect night <laughs> well i'm glad i'm a part of it if it really is fun and this last sale um <clears throat> i'm gonna brag on you for a minute here mark uh you put together a killer selection oh, thanks. i mean i've learned over the years and i'm so thankful that you've you've introduced me to the a topic of fine wine and, and fine wine collecting because a lot of the names I recognize now. That's right, and uh, and we've uh, and you had some big names in this. In that's this right, auction. and also which you know I love to and uh, Joe, you know more about wine often than you let on, and uh, <laughs> and that we uh, it's uh, it's it's I've enjoyed going through the process knowing you for these years as you've learned more about wine and kind of found what it's been fun what man. you like and what you don't like and kind of being able to taste through wines and uh, I would uh, I'd put up uh, put your uh, taste wine tasting skills against uh, most people I know. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It was a lot of fun, and uh, if uh, if someone wants to participate in one of these auctions, uh, you just go online, you look up Auction House in Hillsborough, we're going to be the first hit. That's right. And we're going to leave a little mystery to it, right, Mark? Yeah, leave a, leave a little mystery, although I think we do state... <laughs> oh yeah, where we work at the beginning of the show. But uh, if you can put two and two together, I bet. You, you just come on out, out you know, have, yeah, join, join us next time in March, and it'll be a lot of fun. And, um, and if you happen to be in Hillsborough, just remember, 
We're the largest wine auction house in Hillsborough. We're not the second, not the third. <laughs> so when you're looking it up, you can find us. <laughs> That's great. Well, Mark, uh, congratulations again. But on to one of my favorite segments of the week. Yeah. News. The news. And reading off some of these teasers at the beginning that you kind of prepared for me here. Yes. I'm intrigued. Well, here's the first story. Red wine typically receives the most praise for its health benefits, which has been linked to a stronger heart, as you know, as we've discussed. And however, a recent study out of the UK suggests a positive benefit from champagne. Oh, boy. In their original study, researchers found that champagne has compounds that may help prevent forms of dementia, such as Alzheimer's disease, and promote cognitive abilities like spatial memory. The study, <laughs> the study authors observed that champagne has relatively high levels of phenolics. Phenolics help modulate signals in the hippocampus and cortex, which are associated with wow. memory and learning. With age, many proteins in these Parts of the, in these parts of the brain waste away, but the compounds in champagne appear to help restore those protein counts to normal levels. Alzheimer's disease, the most common form of dementia, is marked by the gradual and eventual severe memory loss. And they're saying now champagne, uh, it, it, does, it, does it prevent you from getting Alzheimer's or does it just... Does it help if you have it, maybe slow the disease? According to the researchers, they believe it's a prophylaxis to getting Alzheimer's. It's a great question. In their study, the scientists experimented with rats, and they would consume champagne daily. Nice rat. Fun to be a rat. Uh, the rats would then be placed in a maze. Without champagne, rats would find food in the maze with a 50% success rate, while those who had the beverage found the food with a 70% really? Success rate. Wow. And after six weeks of regular champagne guzzling, scienti scientists <laughs> discovered that the champagne drinking mice in the maze had doubled their concentration relative to their counterparts. Wow. This is, this is fascinating. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to uh, show off a little bit of that wine knowledge that you were talking about a minute ago. Okay. But also bring just to, to get, uh, m just clarify this here. Now, when you talk about champagne, Right, we know that you and I know that that's a region in France yes. where they grow grapes and they make this sparkling white wine out of Chardonnay grapes, typically. But sometimes they use uh, Pinot Noir and other grapes. When you see the rosé, the uh, reds, and you know wines that are not quite uh, uh, blonde in color. And so, typically, when you buy champagne at the grocery store here it's it's not coming from the champagne region well right so there's actually uh some interesting french laws that uh, state that if you are the only uh people that can call themselves champagne producers are those producers who grow uh, grapes in champagne the region of champagne and if you grow grapes in california you have to call it sparkling wine sure not everyone quite follows those rules but that's uh what is suggested now this study when they say champagne prevents these ill effects of Alzheimer's. Are they talking about all sparkling wines, or is there something unique to the Champagne region, maybe something in the soil there? Well, that's a good question. I think it is to the pr the actual process of making Champagne. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in Champagne. I think it can be sparkling wine that has made the same process as uh, Champagne is. Sure. Um, and so I think that is the... Uh, 
the the case. I mean, I think the researchers were quick to say that they encouraged a responsible approach to uh, alcohol consumption. Sure. And uh, they uh, suggested that a actually a really low intake of one to two glasses per week. Oh, really? Per week could be effective. Oh, it's that. Uh, powerful. Well, that's what the researchers suggested. I mean, you know, I'm, in reading the study, I'm wondering if that's something they uh, wrote down in their uh, research studies, so not to get everyone, you know, going crazy and drinking twelve glasses of champagne <laughs> per day, thinking that they're, you know, going to uh, have a uh, fail-safe memory until they're and in, in when they're uh, ninety-eight. So. I, yeah. <laughs> I can see people writing in. Uh, you know, they wake up the next morning and they can't remember where they left their car keys, and <laughs> they don't understand why I drank two bottles of champagne last night. <laughs> I know I should I should remember everything, and I was uh, I drank a bottle of champagne uh, the, uh, about an hour ago, and I and I just can't perform this differential <laughs> equation like I thought I should be able to. And, I mean, how can you me- how? <laughs> See, I always get skeptical with 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 studies like this that uh and i haven't seen the paper but when you start talking about concentration levels of as low as like two glasses a week it just seems like that's below a noise threshold that would even matter to a a, you know a, a living organism yeah i agree i think it makes me a little skeptical when i hear uh, yeah, to that much, you know, drinking per week would cause that effect. I mean, you know, if you're taking blood pressure medication, you have to take your medication every day. Right. If you uh, need your insulin for diabetes, you need to take yeah, your medication and if, every day. And if you take, like, the tiniest bit of your heart medication, it doesn't do anything. That's right. It just You, you can't know, measure filters. the effects. Yeah, it gets this, <laughs> out, goes out through metabolism. So I think, you know, um, I would tend to think, you know, despite – these uh, brilliant researchers, I'm going to go on record in saying that um, it's probably going to take one to two <laughs> bottles of champagne per day. Can I, can I say that? You can say that. Okay. Yeah, that's the uh, Weinfeller's assessment of the study here. That's right. I think it could have been just a typo. I think so. I think, um, and so um, I encourage you, sure, you know, at home, check, check the study out yourself or not. <laughs> but just just know that you know we might be at odds with the researchers and and uh, and who you're going to believe. And you know the sad thing about this, Mark. What's that? They're going to find a way if this is correct. Oh, I know. Yeah, to exactly. put it in a pill. Yeah, <laughs> and make it just totally unfun. Here's your champagne pill. Uh. <laughs> like all the alcohol's been removed out of it, right. just the essential proteins. There, yeah. There you go. Boy. You don't have to drink champagne anymore. We took all the good stuff out of it and put it in a pill. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> so our second story. Yeah, what you got? The dating site, Match.com, which yep. is probably, I would imagine, the world's most popular dating site. I've heard of it. I've heard of it. Has assembled statistics about which cities like to drink more than others. Match.com collected the data from the profiles of singles who listed what they like to drink the most on a regular basis. Okay. The results of the data collection are quite thought-provoking. <laughs> and here's a hint how the list is going to play out. It seems that the South really knows how to party. 
five of the booziest cities seem to be located not too far from us. Hey. So uh, to recap, uh, we're doing the uh, news on the Winefellers, and uh, we are talking about the 10 booziest cities according to Match.com. Real stories. Real stories, <laughs> real news. <coughs> because some people think that it's hard to believe that we come up with this every week, and it is the real, the real news that we say. So here's Straight off the Google. So here is... Number 10. Let, let's hear it. The number 10 most booziest city is Seattle, Washington. Oh. And. Really? The, yep. And also, so with, with every city, they name, Match.com ma- names the drink oh, that most oh, people are oh, drinking wait, let me guess. from that city. Let me guess. Seattle? Mm-hmm. Am I going to guess this, this one? This is a tough one, I think. All right. But, but it, after I give you the explanation, it'll make sense. All right. But it's not like a, it's not like a coffee alcoholic drink, is it? No. I mean, it, all these are alcohol. All right. Well, I'm just going to say I mean, Seattle, it's on alcohol. the opposite side of the country, so it's got to be called a Manhattan. <laughs> That's what they do. I like in that Seattle. logic. But the, the, uh, the drink that uh, the 10th most uh, booziest city is drinking, according to Match.com, is Corona. The beer? The beer. <laughs> and and the uh, reason that so these can be either beers or liquor drinks we're talking about or wine here. or anything. Oh. So the the uh, the reason it is given is um, by Match.com yeah. is that m- many singles in Seattle, Washington, consider themselves to be hipsters. You're kidding? Nope. Well, that's news to me, Mark. Well, it's true. <laughs> well, why is drinking Corona uh, a thing to do now if you're a hipster i think that is a hipster thing i mean you know like um i think probably ultimate hipster beer is pabst oh Blue yeah Ribbon. pbr sure yeah and i think you know if you want to look cool and you've already grown your beard and uh <laughs> you're already listening to your walkman uh, <laughs> i mean take it that one step further and uh drink a corona corona because you know i think Traditionally, Corona became out of favor. It was considered a really light beer and a beer that uh, no one drank. So if you really wanted to look cool again, it's kind of weird how this happens. And you're in Seattle, Washington. Who knows? Maybe in parts around there, too, like Portland, you you drink (laughs) Corona. (laughs) So I I would have thought that it was Corona because... Right, Corona reminds you they have all the scenes on the nice sunny beaches and right. your feet up and you're out looking over the ocean. But you're in um, one of the rainiest cities on the planet. And that's why it totally makes it so. And that's why they need the marketing is perfect, yeah. those ads for Coronas in Seattle. It's like if they had, I mean, imagine a beer commercial that was it was a miserable day out. Yeah, but and there you are in the rain drinking your beer. Well, not picking on the hipsters, but sometimes being a hipster can you can be kind of paradoxical about things. Yes, and I think that that's how it's working. I love it. Okay, number nine. Number nine is San Francisco, California. All right, let me. Can I guess? Yeah, San Francisco, California. You need to tell me. Is it a is it a wine? Is it a liquor? Or is it a beer? Well, it's a it's a form of wine. And um, so this is the uh, the ninth most booziest city in the country, according to Match.com, for singles. San Francisco. What's the drink? It's a wine, so it's got to be a, like a... Uh, a region. Oh. Yeah. A California region? Napa? A French region. Oh. <laughs> 
Bruh. It's it's champagne. Oh, I know. And they attribute it to everyone in Silicon Valley because there's always great things happening in Silicon oh, Valley. Yeah. And everyone's toasting and everyone's having parties. <laughs> and there's always IPOs and uh, and uh, all these things. And uh, <laughs> and so people are toasting and drinking with champagne. Oh, that's great. And it is the uh, that's the the uh, primary drink people are drinking in San Francisco, according to Match.com. That's great. All right, I I need to. We should do a ten city tour, Mark. I know. Well, that's oh boy, that would be <laughs> great. We're gonna get our our station manager to go ahead and line up that trip. So if you're out there, uh, 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 Mr. Bertman, uh, we would like to arrange travel to these places. Um, it's the least I believe the station could do. Um, well, given our influence, given our influence, and and how hot it is in here, Joe. Uh, well, yeah, I almost need a vacation after each show here, just to uh, recover from the heat stroke. They need to get the temperature right in here. It just make any <laughs> you sense, are but. you are like just sweating like crazy over there right now, Mark. But uh, you know, it's part of showbiz. <laughs> it's part. Of, you're, we're under the hot lights right now of show business, Mark. I know. So, the, right. so the eighth. <laughs> The eighth most uh, uh, booziest city, according right. to Match.com, is New York. Number eight, New, New York. York, New York, and the uh, the it's a it's a wine, but it's a certain kind of grape. Let's see if you can guess what grape it is. Well, let's go with Scopernog. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and that's what they're drinking. Oh uh, no, what is it? It's Pinot Grigio. Oh yeah, I think that makes wine sense. Wine in New York City. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, give me your Pinot Grigio. It just seems like a, uh, your, yeah. your best Pinot Grigio. It just seems like the, the thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, always a big fan of the grape. I mean, but I've had, you know, some okay Pinot Grigios. But it's unusual that that's what people on Match.com are saying they're drinking on their profile pages. Oh, I see. So they're I putting see. it down on a profile this page. This is, I keep forgetting that. This is not the most popular drink yes. in the city. This is what people who have Match.com profiles singles, singles are, are putting are, down on their profile oh, for what yeah. they like to drink. Pinot Grigio. That's yes, right. I know. It I, sounds fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the number seventh city, yeah, most booziest city according to Match.com, mm -hmm. is Miami, Florida. Not surprising. Now see if you can guess this. This might be doable. Well, is it a beer? It is not a beer. It's a, it is a mixed drink. Mixed drink. In Florida. Mm-hmm. In Miami. Mm-hmm. So it must have some rum in it. It's a okay guess, but it doesn't, it doesn't have rum. I have no idea. What is it? Martini. A martini? I See, that's what I would say would be in New York City. I know, but to me it seems self-explanatory. It's kind of cosmopolitan. Uh, people are, you know, from all around the country. And Unbelievable. Drinking, you know, they want to look fancy, and usually people martini are more dressed than. I mean, people in Miami are more dressed than nines, and people maybe in New York. I don't know, but that's just what they're drinking in uh, Miami, Florida. Well, at least the singles on Match.com are drinking. Exactly. So <laughs> keep that uh, in mind. Right. I don't know what the singles on Christian Mingle are drinking. <laughs> so I mean, but you don't know. So this is you have to. You have to. You have to <laughs> I would love to see a rundown <laughs> of each of the different dating sites. Yeah, you have to take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> what what they're drinking. I mean, I think there's also a dating site for people over uh, 50 or 60 called Our Time. 
time or my time, <laughs> and that might be a completely different drink. Everyone, and that on that side, everyone's drinking mead and um, <laughs> like sleepy time teas, sleepy time tea, <laughs> straight vodka. <laughs> um, so <laughs> that's that's funny. So the sixth uh, most popular. Boozy town, according to Match.com, is Los Angeles, California. And wow. let's see if you can guess what they're drinking. And I'll give you a hint. I've already mentioned it. You've already mentioned for it. For another town. Oh, gosh. Are they also drinking martinis? It's beer. <laughs> Pabst. Corona. Yeah! Now, there makes some sense because it's the perfect beachy beverage and plus i guess you can grow lime trees in your backyard if you i want. just don't i don't believe this list well this is according to match.com this why list would was lie? made by corona well <laughs> <laughs> look lo and behold we uh got our scientists on it in the in every city people drink corona it's well, a favorite beer you may have a point i mean there's maybe some pay match.com brought to you by corona yeah that's interesting I, I need to compare this list to uh, Christian Mingle. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, Corona being consumed. <laughs> now, the uh, fifth uh, booziest town is Dallas, Texas. Oh yeah, uh, it's a mixed drink. You should be able to get this one. Really? Mm-hmm. Scotch that, and soda? Well, no. Nah, so now think about where you are, where you're near. <clears throat> well, it's probably going to be a margarita. There you go. There it is. Joe ah. got it. It's a margarita, and that's what the singles in. Uh, Dallas are drinking. Oh boy! According to Match.com, <laughs> the fourth most busiest town, number four, is Cleveland, Ohio. This, <laughs> this, I know this one's tough. This one's really <coughs> tough. Um, I'm probably just going to go ahead and tell you. Tell me because it was news to me. I wouldn't have thought it, but it's actually whiskey in Cleveland, Ohio. But maybe it's you know it's classy. But maybe it's because it's cold and. You know, it's not, you know, it's gray outside and it's long winters. So the women are drinking whiskey. The men are drinking whiskey. They're Everyone's drinking. The whiskey's drinking whiskey. <laughs> they're just trying to get through it all. <laughs> you know, so, but that was interesting. But, that's the, but the fourth most booziest town is I love, I love that down in, you know, um, California where the weather's just perfect, they're drinking Coronas. Right. And then they turn, they turn their gaze to the northern snow filled states right what about you guys straight liquor <laughs> i know it's just i like, get to the point like i'm miserable <laughs> i live in cleveland <laughs> it's not it's like one notch above akron and here i am i'm drinking whiskey <laughs> you know i think bone thugs and harmony uh wrote a song about that really well it's in their um uh self-titled cd under the track uh Cleveland is the city where we come from, so run, run, run. Oh, that's right. It's that that's one. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now this starts to make more sense. We'll bring we we can uh, we can play that uh, on the next show, can't we? Absolutely. I think we should start doing that in honor of Cleveland. In honor of Cleveland, because I'm sure we've upset some people from Cleveland today. But see, that's my kind of drinking, Mark. Whiskey. Whiskey. Well, I like good whiskey. Just get to the point. Yes, and maybe we'll have a whiskey tasting next week. I like that. We'll idea. see. The third most popular we're getting down to it city, now. according to Match.com, for drinking booze if you're single, is Chicago, Illinois. Well, the windy city, and it's a beer. 
<sighs> Which beer? Which beer? Well, it's not Corona. It's not definitely not Corona. Something with but it's, it's mobster ties. No, it's actually pretty. You know, it's a kind of beer that everybody likes to drink. Budweiser. Mm, I'll tell you, yeah. it's just Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. So, that makes sense. So if you're uh, in Chicago and uh, you're single and you want to, you know, look like you're like everybody else, <laughs> mm. put down that you really love to drink Miller Lite on your profile page. I just love it. Yeah, I saw saw um, her pictures and you know she's nice and saw her interests. Uh, yeah, we don't really have a lot in common. <laughs> But then I saw that she drinks Miller Lite, and I was like, well, I drink Miller Lite, too. You drink Miller Lite? I drink, I drink Miller Lite. <laughs> We're married well, yeah, for each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you uh, drink Miller Lite with a straw? So do I. <laughs> now, right, that was number three, Chicago. The number two most booziest city, according to Match.com. Number two. Number two. And you're going to love this. What's that? It's Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte. Right down the road. Oh, yes. What's the drink? Oh, it's a mixed drink. It's got to be a mixed drink. It's got to be something with vodka. Mm. Am I getting close? No. <laughs> but I'll tell you. What's that? It is. It's actually a pure alcohol, and I've mentioned before. Tell me. It's gin. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. A nice gin and tonic. There's some good gins that come out of actually that come out of North Carolina, like uh, Cardinal and some others, and uh, Topo, and uh, mm. and so there's um and uh, makes sense that. Uh, Charlotte is uh, number two. God, thank goodness it wasn't Corona again. I know. And so what's the number one most booziest city? What is the number one most booziest city? Well, uh, give me a hint. Which state is it in? Massachusetts. (laughs) (laughs) Quahog? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) Braintree. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's actually as you might have guessed, yes. Boston, of course, and is it their favorite drink? The Boston, the uh, Samuel Adams. See, that's what I would have thought, but it's not. It's a beer, and I've it's men- a Corona. <laughs> I've mentioned it. It's Miller Lite. Okay, <laughs> there's I know an umbrella corporation that holds both the Miller Lite and Corona bottling manufacturers. Yes. yes. And they also, under this uh, conglomerate, own Match.com. Yes. And uh, this is what's happening here. Yeah, I think There's no way something's it... going on where, <laughs> um, yeah, Match.com is uh, paying someone to do this or, or what if it's even more sinister, Mark? <laughs> what's that? What if Miller Lite is hiring thousands of people in India yes. to create Match.com profiles in these locations and mark their favorite beers as Miller Lite oh, or like Corona. Oh, fake profiles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that could possibly be happening. So, <laughs> um, so just because you know Miller Lite's the most popular beer in your town doesn't mean you have to go drink it. And you have to be like everybody else. I mean, I've always said that you should believe everything you read on the internet. Pretty much. But this is starting to change my view. Yes. I mean, you know, this I think this was a real story um, put out uh, maybe by uh, the PR firm for Match.com. Probably. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, but would they really? But let me tell you something. When There's one more thing I have to tell you. When this was broken down just by gender, just by gender, Austin was the top drinking uh, hotspot for men Mm -hmm. while the ladies hit the bars the most in New Orleans. 
I can see that. So that's you know something to also if you, to note if you are on Match.com and you want to meet a gent or a lady from um, Austin or New Orleans. Well, I'm not in the market right now. Yeah, well, but I'm going to create. I'm going to create. <laughs> I'm going to create a profile though. Yes, and I'm going to just so I can mark my favorite. That's uh, right. I would tell your wife you're drink. you're uh, you are uh, creating a profile because you're doing some market research <laughs> on Match.com. Perfect. That'll go over as well as the time I came home to find the yellow pages turned. Uh, to divorce lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've heard this. This is a true story. <laughs> and, and I kind of freaked out a little bit. That's right. Sitting right in the middle of the table. I mean, just both right open up to two yellow pages worth of divorce lawyers. That's right. And she comes home and acts like everything's fine. Right. And I'm just sweating bullets like, I don't know what I've done. Right. But it has got to be bad. Well, turns out. Up at the top left was the ending of the daycare centers. Right. And that's who she, she Daycare was centers. Divorce <laughs> Right next lawyers. to divorce lawyers. Yeah, yes. that was it, man. Uh, <laughs> but scary, uh, yeah, well, you know. Probably scariest Yes, every marriage gets a good sweat every once in a while, so that's, that's great. <laughs> Our third story. Yeah. The holidays are upon us, and every year, etiquette publications like to publish the do's and don'ts of making a good holiday toast. Oh, yeah. There's nothing better than raising your glass and saying something warm and profound. So here is a refresher course on how to give the perfect toast. Yeah, I'm ready. Before you give a toast, look around the room to make sure that everyone has liquid in his or her glass. Uh Uh-huh. Empty glasses look awkward. So if you're not drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've had this before where, where you have to do a toast and there, you have nothing in your glass. Exactly. You look completely insane, <laughs> clinking your glass. And then if you really don't want to, some people are socially having a little hard time navigating this situation. So they'll even kind of pretend to drink a little from their empty glass. That's right. So if you really want to, uh, you really want to help people out. So as the toaster, you want to make sure everyone's liquid in the dra- glass. They can even put soda or something. I think there's a superstition that says you can't uh, toast with water, no. bad luck. Um, but so, if you can, um, try to make the first drink the toast itself. That's etiquette. Okay. Now, you should stand up. The toaster should stand up. Well, of course. Unless it's a small group that might could look a little weird. But you, if it's you know a medium-sized group, you, you stand should stand up. You are addressing the you're group. You're addressing. Tap your glass with a utensil. Mm-hmm. That's considered etiquette. Uh, what's also considered etiquette is don't steal the host or hostess's thunder. Uh, the host or hostess has first dibs on raising a glass, but if yes. this individual would rather not, then the show is yours. Nice. The other points of etiquette is to identify yourself. Surprisingly, very few people remember to do this. <laughs> so give a brief introduction. Who the hell was that? Regarding exactly. Who are you? Regarding <laughs> who you are and how you n- know the toasty. Um, however, you can skip this step if you're uh, just uh, toasting at a family, <laughs> sure. just toasting family in the room, because then it might seem a little weird that you're You might describing, know me as, <laughs> in such roles as your brother. Or your son-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, like everyone, I know who you are. So that could you know, look a little bizarre. So I think they mean like in a room full of people you sure. might not know. Sure. If the toast is about you, people don't know this. If the toast is about you, don't drink. Interesting. Don't drink when everyone toasts and drinks. Don't 
clink. <laughs> you're toasting yourself. Because what you're doing is, if you think about it, you're self-congratulating yourself. <laughs> like, yay. To me. Yay, to me. I'm great. And I'm going to toast to me. Oh. So it's not considered good form. You just sit there, not not even holding a glass. Oh, oh you, you sitting, don't even have to be the one giving the toast. If the toast is is a is about you i'm saying if someone is toasting oh, to you, you and you're sitting in the audience you don't drink you don't drink and and uh yes because it's and you don't hold your glass up and you don't clink because it's about you and otherwise you're just toasting about yourself you're right that's yeah. a great point it's a good point so uh in the toasty you should not stand you should just sit there sure. because it's about you and you know make everyone else stand now once the toast is finished the toasty should simply acknowledge the toast with a thank you like thank you for toasting me and <laughs> and yeah at, of course at this point which is actually nice to do but in toasties often don't do this the toasty should stand and raise their own glass and then toast to the person who just toasted oh is that right that's, when will the toasting ever end well that's just considered etiquette it's nice because <laughs> then you're toasting that person and everyone gets toasted <laughs> it's like us trying to end our radio show the other day no no thank you i know well no, thank, thank you. you well you're the best you're the best <laughs> don't drink too much before giving a toast that's another piece of etiquette well, that should just go to the top of the list probably shouldn't slur your toast oh. and how many of us have been to weddings or funerals sure when this has happened oh boy it's can be a mess so don't if you're giving a toast please refrain from drinking too much before considered etiquette. I would say at at all. Don't drink anything and then go into a toast. That's right. So according to some articles, uh, don't uh, this might be uh, seem uh, right on the money and you, it might uh, be obvious to some people. All right. But uh, when you're giving a toast, don't discuss religion or politics. <laughs> or anything controversial. You can be funny, but try not to embarrass the toasty. <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> and most of all, this is true, oh. and many people do this during toast for some reason, don't make amends during a toast. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not the right time to apologize. <laughs> I never told everyone this, but I actually did steal the car that evening. That's and right. I'm so sorry. That's right. I'm so sorry <laughs> for... Uh, <laughs> that's right. I, um, I didn't mean to date your sister, but I did, uh, oh and I'd like boy. to apologize to everybody. Oh, boy. No apologizing. Yes. No drinking. And I think, in fact, I think if you just follow the rule of no drinking before a toast yes a lot of these things don't even have to be said now before i get to my uh my last toast yeah, yep i want to remind my last toast etiquette i want to remind everybody that soon we're going to be taking your call oh yeah yep we, we sure will be we can't get to everyone so if you call whup that's 919-296-1169 our phone screener will answer your call and uh Linda and uh, we'll try to uh Linda will try to get uh, get everybody but it's uh again we couldn't get ev to everybody last week but we will try to get to your call and uh, please bear with us give them that number one more time mark 919-296-1169 if you want to talk and ask a question of a wine related question or another any other question for that matter to the wine fellers we're here all right mark the f number one rule about the, making a toast the number one rule about making a toast is 
Um, I'm looking. Oh, here we go. It is appropriate to make eye contact with everyone in the room as mm. you clink your, your glasses. This is considered mm. the right. You want to make eye contact. everyone As you clink your glass, you look at them straight in the face. And a lot of people don't do that, but it's considered uh, uh, a good form. And if you don't do this in countries such as France, it's considered quite bad form. So I think we should do something, Mark. Yes. <clears throat> Lots of folks these days live with their smartphone in front of their face. That's right. In fact, you'll see the pictures from, from rock concerts even. Mm-hmm. Where everyone is recording, has their phone up in the air, recording the show. They're there watching in person. That's right. But they're not watching the show in front of them. They're watching it on their phone as they record it. Yes. Living through their phone. That's not good. Right, this, that's not, it's bad, yes. Mark. This is bad. But yes. that's, that's what's happening. I know. And so the reason I think people are not looking at each other in the eye when they're doing the toast anymore. Yes. People are losing these social skills, right? You, I think everywhere so. you go, you just got your phone in your face i think so we need to make a toasting app so that you don't even have to be at these occasions That's it'll just right. it'll it's a, just little, a hold- little notification will come up on your phone and it'll say so and so requests a toast and it's a picture of that person holding a glass yeah and if you do sit there uh with someone if you happen to be in the room with another person you can actually tap your phones together it makes a little clinking sound that's awesome and it'll say like toast accepted or something i love it yeah. Nobody steal that app idea. SRs. Yeah, that's ours right there, Mark. Uh, well, Mark, um, I think uh, Linda uh, is Yeah, we have a first motioning... a phone caller, so we'll start the intro to the phone uh, uh, extravaganza, and we're going to take our first call. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Had a good time. No, I need to tell them what's about to happen. Your phone is ringing. You're talking on the phone with us. Everything you hear is real, right here on the web blues. So what exactly is about to happen? You're talking on the phone with us, wind on the phone with us. Everything you hear is real, right here on the web Well, Mark, uh, I believe that we have uh, Melinda from Siler City on the phone. Is that is that right? Or are you there? That's right. Hey, uh, fantastic! Welcome to the Wine Fellers. Welcome to the Wine Fellers. Thanks for having me. Oh, great. Um, well, I just uh, I'm so happy that you called. Uh, caller, what is your question? So my mom and dad have a holiday party every year. But every year they invite guests who show up, drink too much wine, and do weird things, like being too loud, argue with people, oh. and break things. How can we stop them from drinking so much? Or should I just water down the wine? <laughs> well, that's a that's a great question. Now, I just want first of all, I want to make sure you uh, I want to make sure that you it's okay that you talk with us because uh, it sounds like you're young. Uh, how how old are you? Um, I'm fourteen. You're 14, and you have permission to talk with us uh, by your parents. Is that right? Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, good. Um, so I want to, uh, yeah, I think that's a terrible. So you're saying that your parents have a party every year, and then yeah, people get, party. they have a, a holiday party, and people start drinking too much? Yes. 
Well, that's uh, that's um, I don't like that, but uh, I mean that does happen during the parties, and I think the important thing is as long as your mom and dad are kind of keeping it together, which I think it sounds like you're telling me. It just seems like the people are coming to your house. It seems like your mom and dad hang out with people who are uh, uh, less than uh, good influences. Mm-hmm. Is that true? <laughs> um, I mean, some of them get like they drink a little too much. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that's uh, that that's well, that can happen, and uh, I would uh, suggest uh, that um, during those parties, maybe that's a good time for you to take a slumber party yourself at a friend's house and get away from those parties. What do you think? Okay. Well, I think I'll that's. Think- that's a good idea. So, like, what exactly happens? I mean, are people, like, falling off the couches or what's – is like? Yeah, they're, like, falling off the couches, breaking things. Oh, no. That's terrible. Well, um, that <laughs> – so this is, like, a, so like a regular Christmas or holiday-type party, right? Yes. Okay. Um, how much are people drinking at this party? <laughs> Mar- Mar- um, I'm not sure. But should I water down the wine? Yes, I think Absolutely. that's a great idea. You're you're smart for your age. Uh, yeah, what you should do is open up uh, uh, or have your parents open up a bottle of wine, sure, and then uh, have pour half of it out, and then uh, put uh, water in the in the half, and and I think that'll be a, a calmer party for you and your parents. And uh, Mark, what about um, uh, maybe a little Benadryl? Uh, yeah. Well, let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, uh, don't don't listen. Don't do to, that. Don't listen to that advice, and so that we're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> but I think you know, uh, having your parents water down the, the wine, or having you uh, go somewhere uh, uh, that's more uh, seems more fun, and not people walking uh, falling off couches and walking through uh, windows or whatever they're doing. Uh, I think that that's. Um, that's uh, probably what you need to do. But I'm so glad that you called us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, uh, Melinda from Siler City. And uh, that was just uh, fantastic, Mark. Uh, actually, probably the youngest caller to date. And we appreciate uh, everyone getting involved here. So thank you. Right. And we have to tell them what just happened. Your phone is ringing. You've been on the phone with us. You talking on the phone? Everything we said was real. Now we're going to the main right here on the wine fellas. So I was just on the wine fellas. Are you serious? You've been talking on the phone with us. Everything we said was real. Right here on the Well, Mark, uh, that was certainly an interesting call, if I might say so. Yes, uh, that threw me through for a loop. I wasn't expecting such a young caller, but we'd like to help all ages on the wine fellers because everyone can have a wine-related <laughs> question, whether you are five or I mean, this is the beauty of a live radio That's show. That's right. Whether you're five or 15 or, or 82, <laughs> there's a wine question for you. I mean, I am, uh, it, it threw me off, Mark. Well. It threw me off my game. I, I think we helped her. I do. I think so. But the Benadryl, you weren't uh, yes. keen on that. I think, um, yeah, explaining uh, to a, a, a 12-year-old how to use Benadryl are probably not the way to go. So we're just letting everyone know we are not 
advising that at all. Absolutely not. (laughs) But watering down the wine, yeah, no problem. But it was time for our main story, Joe. Yeah, let's do it, man. So for our main story, Christmas and Hanukkah are just around the corner. And last week, we uh, gave out terrific gift ideas uh, for that certain special uh, Onio file in your life. Yes. And uh, we gave a lot of great gift suggestions. And uh, we didn't have enough time to get through them all. We didn't have enough time to finish them. And today, we're going to finish these great uh, gift suggestions um, because if you uh, have someone who loves wine in your life, uh, buying a gift for them is actually pretty easy. Well, where did we leave off last week? Well, last week we discussed, <laughs> uh, we had the chance to discuss three great gift ideas. The first was the wine condom. And oh. that was the, uh, the piece of plastic that rolled over the neck of the bottle if you hadn't, Disgusting. If you hadn't finished your wine and you wanted to keep it uh, fresh for another day. It was considered like a wine prophylaxis, I think. And then that was uh, <laughs> to keep your wine from making little baby wines. Yeah, but these are uh, but these are actual real wine gifts. I mean, right, we, we right, did not right. make these up. The second wine gift uh, that we suggested last week was the wine yoke. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the uh, necklace that you wore around your neck that hold a, that held a glass of wine. So you had both hands free to eat. To, <laughs> but then uh, didn't we come up with the idea of, you know, I want to hold my glass of wine, and it's the hors d'oeuvres that I would really like to be held for me in front of my face. That's right. We thought maybe a feedback would be better than the <laughs> wine yoke. But then, then we also thought that, you know, when you have the wine yoke, which is, you know, a necklace that holds your wine glass around your neck, and, which is a real gift, I thought that while I'm doing that, maybe with one of my free hands, I could hold another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I want the double wine yoke. That's right. It's like the frontiersman. And it's funny. <laughs> and then the last gift uh, idea from last week we gave yeah. w- uh, for your wine uh, person in your life is the wine rack. And the wine rack was a wine brassiere uh, in that uh, held wine. Yeah, I remember this one. That if you, uh, f- it was for people who, you know, often people want to sneak into concerts or football games, you're not allowed to bring your own alcohol. And, uh, you know, people often probably are concerned about being patted down and their alcohol will be found. So if you have the uh, wine rack, which is a, uh, <laughs> a, it's a wine uh, brassiere with a double bladder inside, that you could, um, you could a, a, a tube that comes out of the bra, that you could drink your wine uh, whenever you want. So that was last week. But that we, was all right. Yeah. So we have some more gift ideas for this week. Tell me. The first gift idea, and these are all real gifts for the uh, wine lover in your life. You can go online tonight. You can order them. them online. I'm sure they're on Amazon. The wine f- yoke. Wine yoke. The first one is a freedom flask. Now, <laughs> this flask is worn around your waist and underneath your pants, which allows you to take your wine anywhere. A p- patented design uses gravity to funnel wine directly into the leak-proof nozzle. (laughs) Oh, boy. While seated, simply unzip your pants and use the nozzle to to fill your glass. I am actually on their website right now, Mark. So this is like you're sitting down at a a, a football game. Oh. If you're sitting down at a football game and you want to refill your glass with wine, then um, you just let the wine flow and it fills your glass up. Now, there's some cons oh. to this, as you might imagine. Well, it looks like he's peeing in this cup. 
Well, it looks like that, but so that's a con, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. when is that ever going to work well for you? It's not going to look too well, but th- there's a, even a bigger con. When you're, like, at a football game and you're using uh, the Freedom Flask, never, never let your friends drink directly from the nozzle. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I just, I, what I don't get is that someone would, would lower themselves to this level. It's like, you know, you might just have a drinking problem if you need to wear a concealed vessel for liquor. Is it possible that you're just being frugal? <laughs> I mean, think about it. You buy a beer at a football game, they can cost 10, 12 bucks. <laughs> well. And try to find a good glass of the wine. I mean, maybe people just love good wine, and you can't find good high-end wine at a football game. And maybe they, I can imagine someone putting a $700 bottle of wine into their Freedom Flask. Well, you do what you got to do, because, I mean, you know, <laughs> if you're at a football game, maybe you'll find a Cabernet. Whatever that is, and that's it. And if you want to really drink some nice wine, as most people who listen to our show do, as they're wine yes, connoisseurs, yes. you uh, buy the Freedom Flask. And um, this is one ish- This is one gift that you. Uh, we sometimes say take pictures of you using the gift and send them in. Don't, no need, no need to do that on this one. No need. So they, I, so they here's the, they they have a section. Take it anywhere. Right. So I, so that's a problem. Yes. Because I went with my sister's family to Disney on Ice. Oh boy! And probably shouldn't have taken that. It there. was not on the list, Mark. Don't here are the four. Here are the four items. Yes. Sporting events. Yes. Festival. Yes. And concerts. Yes. Golf courses. Mm. And here's the real problem: bars and clubs. So if you go to a bar <laughs> and you're cheapskate, you don't want to buy the booze there. You just fill it up. Yeah, yourself. but what I don't get is they could have strapped this anywhere on their body. But this has it strapped right in front of their private parts. And to me, it's like, I don't want my booze anywhere near that region. Well, Joe, I mean, this might be a situation where we can agree to disagree. I mean, I would rather wear the wine rack bra Well, myself. Which brings us to our next gift. Which is? Our next gift is the Wine Life Preserver. True gift. Oh, my goodness. Joe, how many times has this happened to you? You've decided to rowboat out to the middle of a lake, and once again, your boat capsizes. You're wearing your water wing floaties on your arm, so you're doing just fine. Good. I was a little worried there, but good. But what about your wine? Well, now you can get your priorities straight and purchase a wine life preserver. All right, turn your computer around I'm just here. showing Joe the <laughs> wine life preserver. It's like something out of an airplane. It's actual preserver that you stick your wine in because oh the last you want, if your boat capsizes, you want your wine to be floating around. And um, it's just great. And if you don't happen to have a bottle of wine in your boat, I don't know, feel free to place the preserver on your infant child. <laughs> <laughs> or just keep it on the wine bottle. Or just keep it on the wine bottle. Oh, that's fantastic uh, because... Uh, that happens all the time. Yes. In fact, in uh, Jordan Lake, you go out uh, to the northeastern uh, uh, um, peninsula there. Yes. Probably an easy 20 to 30 bottles of mine sitting in a pile right right under the water there. Yes. And s- <laughs> right. And I mean, every weekend, same thing. Uh-huh. And my wife is always like, 
why are you bringing your case of wine to the lake again? <laughs> we're going to we're going <laughs> to tip over. <laughs> the wine's going to go everywhere. And then so our last uh our, our last uh gift idea is the adult wine sippy cup. My favorite. How many times have you spilled a wine glass at a party this year? 10 times, 20 times. So this is a wine glass that goes right into a sippy cup and then you twist the sippy cup closed and then you're just drinking the wine that way it's much safer i can get into this mark let's post these ideas real ideas real wine gifts onto our facebook page that's right and uh you know maybe we could get uh find a few uh here on our desk after the holidays well joe that was wonderful thank you mark uh and as always i can't wait till next week been listening to another exciting episode of The Wine Fellers, North Carolina's only fine wine radio program. And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is, is that the fun can continue online. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines. Cause I'm gonna die with a twinkle in my eye. Cause I sang songs, spun stories, loved, laughed and drank wine. Sun, 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 sun,
evening. It is six o'clock.